Welcome everyone to our Wednesday Bible study for July 23rd, 2020. Thank you for joining and please remember to share this podcast with other family members, friends, and business associates. It is so true that when God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and our most gracious God, we thank you for the comfort that your word brings to us. As we acknowledge our sins to you, we give you thanks for your forgiveness and grace you extend to all of us. We would ask today, Lord, that you help us all to understand that your holy word reveals your Son to us, not only in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament. Help your word speak to us in a meaningful way and help us interpret your word correctly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Is the Old Testament necessary? You ever pondered that? You ever heard anybody talk about the Old Testament? I have heard people say, boy, the Old Testament's hard to understand. It's got some really weird stuff going on in it. Well, let me just go ahead and answer this. Um, And the answer is a resounding yes. The Old Testament is necessary. The roots of the New Testament are found in the Old Testament. The attributes and nature of God are revealed in the Old Testament. Take, for example, these two verses in Exodus, chapter 34, verses 6 through 7. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Well, there we learn from this that God is compassionate, he's gracious, he is slow to anger, he is a loving God, he is a faithful God, and a forgiving God. But we also learn he is a just God because he will punish the inequities of people across many generations. Do you think Jesus had anything to say about the Old Testament? Well, the Old Testament makes up about 75% of our modern Bible, but it was the entirety of Jesus's Bible. Let's take a look at some New Testament verses where Jesus refers to the Old Testament. The revelation of Jesus we know and love began early on in the Old Testament. Remember when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights? Even the devil used the knowledge of Old Testament scripture to tempt Jesus into not trusting God. Jesus always countered successfully with his own correct knowledge and interpretation of Old Testament scripture. 
What we today call hyperlinks were originally called references or footnotes. The depth and richness of the New Testament draws its strength from the roots it has in the Old Testament. I'm going to give you a handful of New Testament verses with hyperlinks to the Old Testament. I would also invite you to spend some additional time studying these verses, both New and Old Testament, by asking who, what, when, and where. That will involve looking ahead um, and behind the verses uh, to help you gain a better knowledge. Okay, so here we go with some New Testament, Old Testament hyperlinks. Let's begin with Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. And this reading is hyperlinked to Isaiah chapter 21, verse excuse me, Isaiah 61, verse 1. And here is the reading. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. When you read in verse 17 that Jesus found the place in the scroll where it is written, that should be a sign that what he is about to read is going to be very intentional. And not surprisingly, it's about him. Now let's take a look at John chapter 5, verses 37 through 39. And this also hyperlinks back to Isaiah. If you take the time to read a little before and a little after verse 39, you'll be able to piece together who Jesus is talking about as well as who he is speaking to. And I'll leave that up to you. Here is the reading. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Now let's look to John chapter 13, verses 18 and 19. And here is the reading. I am not referring to all of you. I know those who I have chosen, but this is to fulfill this passage, passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. 
I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. All right, that was John chapter 13, verse 18 and 19. Now read Psalm chapter 41, verse 9. And here is that reading. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. Jesus knew his scripture. Let's take a look at John chapter 1, verse 45. Here we find an example where one of Jesus' brand new disciples is referring to scripture of old. When Philip referred to the law, he was talking about the Hebrew Bible. And here's the reading. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Do you remember one of the occasions after Jesus' resurrection when he appeared to his disciples? One of the exchanges they had can be found in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 48. Listen to this reading. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. In essence, there Jesus is reference to the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms really sums up the importance of the Old Testament. I don't know about you, but I wish at times that I had met the biblical Jesus in person. I just think of how I would have marveled at all the wondrous deeds he did, as well as pondered on his radical kingdom teachings. I can only imagine that some of the folks on the hillsides around the Sea of Galilee were shocked when they heard the Sermon on the Mount and many of the parables that Jesus told. When Jesus spoke of the new kingdom and the eternal life, I'm sure some of these folks thought this was a checklist of items that you had to mark off before you could attain membership. Quite the contrary. Most of Jesus' parables were about him and how he was bringing the new kingdom. Many times at the beginning or end of a story or a parable, he would use this saying, If you have eyes to see and ears to listen. I believe he was letting the people know that this was not going to be a part-time mission. It was full-time, and it would require their full attention. Whenever I have these thoughts, I'm reminded that I can meet Jesus, and I have met Jesus, and will continue to have a relationship with him. 
The answer to how can this be possible is in the Bible Project's tagline that says, the Bible is a unified story that leads us to Jesus Christ. We meet Jesus in the Holy Bible, and he is not a private Jesus. He is available to each and every one of us. This relationship with Jesus does not come without responsibilities. In partnership with our triune God, we are asked to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone. The foundation for the New Testament, which is the good news of Jesus Christ, is what we call the Old Testament. Jesus embraced it, studied it, and as we know, referred to it often. We can and should do the same. It's often difficult, but with the wonderful resources found at the Bible Project, we learn how to approach Scripture in the way that can only help enrich our relationship with our risen Savior. My hope and prayer is that you become as excited as I have been in deepening my relationship with Jesus. God has provided us with this rich, wonderful, living word known as the Holy Bible. Let us pray. Most merciful God, we thank you for the gift of your word and the revelation of your Son within your word. Lord, we have the example of your Son and how he dwelled in your word. Help us to learn it, love it, and live it. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.